Welcome to Sustainable Solutions. I'm Chloe and in this series I chat with leaders from a wide range of industries about the innovative solutions driving us towards a sustainable future. Today on Sustainable Solutions we will be profiling Climate Trace. Climate Trace is a pretty awesome non-profit organisation that's teamed up with heaps of other organisations to centralise heaps of data on climate emissions and more and share it and make it accessible to everyone. But enough from me, I'm not an expert. Let's um, get talking with Christy Lewis, who is a major part of Climate Trace. Hi, Christy. Thank you again for coming on now to um, Sustainable Solutions. Um, first, I was hoping if you could ex um, explain exactly what is Climate Trace and what are you guys trying to achieve? Great. Climate Trace is a coalition of uh, universities, businesses, nonprofits who all have an expertise in a different sector of the economy that produces greenhouse gas emissions. So think road transportation, steel production, power plants, even rice cultivation all produce greenhouse gas emissions. And the mission of Climate Trace is to measure the emissions from all of those sources worldwide. Wow, that sounds like a big mission. And now I want to ask you, I've watched a few of the videos of your founder, Gavin McCormick, and he really reiterates the importance of this information, climate emissions, um, climate gas emissions, being open and transparent and accessible for everyone. Why is this so important? If the information is available to everyone, it allows people to be held accountable. So right now there are a lot of cases of proprietary or hard to find information, proprietary meaning like you have to buy it or a company won't disclose mm -hmm. what their emissions are. That information not being in the public sphere doesn't help anybody because if a company is not saying what their emissions are, how is the public or their customers supposed to hold them accountable? No, that makes a lot of sense. And now I was hoping if you could explain how does Climate Trace work with the partner organizations you mentioned, the businesses, the universities, et cetera, to create meaningful relationships between data and emissions. And hence, you guys end up being confident when you're sharing this like emissions data on the Climate Trace website and beyond. Right. So we have about 12 members and um, like dozens more contributors to the coalition. So each member is responsible for one particular sector, or maybe several. So I can go with one example, organization called Transition Zero. They cover and measure heavy industry for us. So steel, aluminum, cement, chemicals, et cetera. They produce data models that they feel pretty accurate um, and submit it to the Climate Trace platform. And then we publish that data. Sort of that's like the data creation side yeah. separately. We have a partnerships team that's taking this data and going out to corporate entities and governments specifically um, to try and help them learn how to use the data to reduce emissions in their operations. Well, no, that, that's really cool. That's actually really insightful. Okay, so um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I also understand Climate Trace, you guys, along with like this data relationships you're getting from your partner universities, you guys utilize like satellite imagery satellite data and then utilize AI to um, analyze that. My question is, how does Climate tra Trace's strategies of identifying emissions sources and amounts change as this AI landscape changes as I think this past um, year and a half, AI has really changed. How do you guys change as the technology changes? 
we're always looking to adapt and improve our models, right? So that could be from new satellite imagery becoming available. I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but satellites have become really hot in the last few years. They've both become cheaper to launch and also more um, easier to from a regulation perspective. So you have companies and organizations popping up everywhere launching new satellites. We're constantly monitoring what satellite imagery is available and trying to integrate it into our models. Um, from a data perspective, we're also, in essence, AI is always going to get better the more ground truth data you feed it. So we will keep finding and getting ground truth data to feed into our models to improve them. Yeah, of course, I guess like, yeah, that's also a good thing, isn't it? The AI keeps improving, you guys are doing a better job. That's amazing. So last mm -hmm. thing, Christy, I was hoping if you could tell us perhaps what is Climate Trace, you know, looking for the next step? Um, could, could you tell us anything? Yeah, of course. Well, this coming November, December, we are launching more assets. So we are planning on right now, we have about 70,000 assets available to people and we are planning on going to 70 million. So oh, wow. That's <laughs> yeah, huge amount of more assets. We're working towards 100% geographic coverage. Um, simultaneously, we're working to cover new sectors. We're trying to work to publish buildings data for the first time. Um, and then and then beyond, we're going to start looking at temporal granularity. So we're going to try to get our estimates from annual down to subannual estimates. Wow, that's definitely a lot coming up. Thank you so much, Christy, for talking with me of today. Course. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Chloe. Thank you for watching. Subscribe to Dynamic Climate Now to stay informed and inspired by the dynamic intersection of climate change and business innovation.